0: You're listening to the fastest revival talk radio show, The Voice of Revival starts now. Welcome to The Voice of Revival, bringing you dynamic insights on revival for today's generation. Discussing biblical truths and how they relate to the church, prophecy, and current events. We are watchmen sounding the alarm. Broadcasting revival for the church, awakening for the nations, and restoration for the world. Welcome to the Voice of Revival radio show. Isaac Gutierrez here, coming at you with a brand new broadcast, brand new program. Uh, In September, we're almost close to the end of September. We're moving into October. Right now is the season of the fall feast of the Lord. I have been doing a series of programs on that, and today... I don't have time to go through all of it. I just wanna give you an overview. An overview is just a little summary, a little brief introduction to this. I've done several programs that are on the VOR.net. You can go and listen to them at any time, download them, listen to them. I'm telling you, they're gonna bless you. They're gonna challenge your understanding of the last days, of the end times. On today's program, I'm gonna give you a short overview of this prophetic season around the fall feasts of the Lord to get the complete series You got to go to the vor.net and listen to all our programs It's under understanding the fall feasts. We talk about uh, the feast of trumpets The 40 days of teshuva We go into the day of atonement of yom kippur We talk about the watchman and his his responsibility in the fall feasts We go into the day of the Lord and we go into the Feast of Tabernacles and the Millennium Reign. I'm I'm kind of doing not only looking at it from the perspective of past, present, but also future. This is about the end times, and this is very significant today and towards the future. We'll cover all the fall feasts on this program. What they meant in the Old Testament, what how they uh, relate to the people of God, and also its relation to the end of times. Okay. The the Bible calls these feasts or the Moedim. The Moedim is God's appointed time. They are holy convocations. In other words, they are holy holidays, holy festivals that God has set apart for his people to remember and as a memorial of what he has done for them. The Hebrew word Moedim means God's holy days. He ordained them and he wants them kept. The first century church celebrated the feasts. Even Jesus kept the feasts. You can go throughout scripture, and Jesus was there. Even it says in the last day of the feast in John chapter 6, Jesus cried aloud. He was there during the feast. He kept the feast, kept the feast of Passover, kept the feast of the first fruits, all of those different feasts. But here's the thing: the first four feasts have to do with the first coming of Christ. They have been fulfilled. And now we're waiting for the second the second part of the feast, which are the fall feasts, which are yet to come. We're celebrating, but they are shadow type of what is going to come in the future. The first church celebrated these feasts, but today's Christians, it's a mystery because we don't talk about it. We'll talk about Pentecost, the Feast of Pentecost. We'll talk about the Feast of Passover, but we don't get into... The Feast of Trumpets. Why? Here's the thing the Feast of Trumpets has to do with the return of Jesus Christ. It has to do with the last trump, with the final trumpet of God. And because we have been taught that most Christians won't be here during that time, we've been taught, don't worry about the Feast of Trumpets. That has to do with the Jewish people. No, it has to do with God's commonwealth, the commonwealth of Israel, which is all the children of God. There's not two houses, there's one house. I got to teach this because we're so confused about the last days and we've been looking at it at one way, one perspective, and it's not going to happen that way. And that is why people are looking around them and saying, what is going on? We thought that God would already have taken us out of the world by then. We don't understand because we're looking at scriptures through our Western culture mindset and we're not looking at them at the way God looks at them. We're going to look at the Feast of Trumpets. We're going to look at Yom Kippur, Tabernacles. Because God fulfilled the first ones in his first coming, he has not fulfilled them prophetically until his second coming. These are the fall feasts. There are two periods of holy days and two comings of the Lord. There's not, you see, there's only the first coming and the second coming. There's no third and fourth coming. Stay with me here. I know many people get mad because... This is what we've been taught. This is just a short overview. I'm going to give you scripture. I'm going to give you references that you can go and look up for yourselves. You see, we need not only someone to teach us, we need to look into the scriptures for ourselves. This is what happened to me. I was on a particular understanding of the last days that so many believe, but it wasn't until I didn't see what they're saying line up, I began to look to the scriptures to myself. And the Holy Spirit led me, changed my mind. I had to repent of the way I looked at the end times. I had to repent of the way I understood the scriptures. And now I understand this mystery. And I want to give you this understanding. We need the spirit of wisdom and revelation to understand. God is going to give us the spirit of prophecy. The spirit of prophecy in Revelation 19.10. It says that don't worship me, but worship him for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Prophecy points to Christ. The end times points to Christ. It's not just about the signs. It's about the sign, and that's Jesus. Come on now. So the first set of feasts are in the spring and summer. Then we have the fall feasts that are the shadow of things to come. They're still celebrated. But many do not understand, even the Jews who are celebrating, that it points to the last days, the return of Jesus Christ, the day of the Lord, and his millennial reign. All of those feasts are talking about that. So September is the 10th month. It begins what is called Rosh Hashanah, meaning the head of the year. This is at the beginning of the Jewish calendar. The year right now is 2023. We go by what is called the Gregorian calendar. But in the Jewish calendar, this is the beginning of the year. September is the beginning of the year. And it's the year 5754, meaning the year of Dalet, Pay Dalet, meaning the door, the open door. The Hebrew alphabet consists of symbols. And the symbols of this Dalet or this year looks like a door. But the symbol also looks like a man who has been over, meaning the door is open through repentance, prostration before the Lord. We are laying before the Lord and seeking his face. It's a time of repentance. The only way to get into the open door is through repentance and seeking the Lord. you are talking about the open door, but the open door is not going to come until we understand that he is the one who's going to open this door. So this is the year of the door it begins in what is called the 40 days of Teshuvah 40 days of repentance preceding Yom Kippur the day of atonement With these days is the feast of trumpets go to Leviticus 23 Leviticus 23 you have to read it it all seven feasts are in that chapter Leviticus 23 The feast of the trumpets how does it begin it says that no man knows the day or hour, but they know the season. Understand that the watchmen had to see the sliver of the moon. And when they saw the sliver of the moon, it represented the beginning of the new year. And what did they do? They blew the shofar. They blew the trumpets. They began to tell them, prepare the way, get yourself right with God. It's coming. They're going to understand that it's pointing to the return of Jesus Christ at the last trump. These trumpets continue to keep blowing. It's like a hundred shofars sounding at once. It's the great trumpet. It's the shofar blast. It awakens us. It removes that silence and gets us prepared, gets ourselves ready for his return. This is what we call the Yom Teruah, which is the awakening of the blast of the shofar. The blast of the shofar awakens us. It's a revival. It was also on this day that the tabernacle was set up. Exodus 40 verse 2. The temple was sanctified. Second Chronicles 29 17. The Jews returned from captivity. Ezra 7 verse 9. The priests separated from strange wives. Ezra ten seventeen. This feast day is also called a yohadin The future day of judgment, the day of atonement, or what many call Yom Kippur, the day that God judges man. This is also called the beginning of Teshuvah. So the watchman watches for the sliver of the moon, announcing the new Jewish new year. Then the trumpets are blown, announcing that the day of Teshuvah has begun. This is the day of repentance, which begins the 10 days or awesome days of awe. The 10 days of all or the 10 awesome days, a time of repentance and self-examination. When the ram's horn is blown, it indicates that the time of repentance has become. It's the clarion call to repentance, which the voice of revival has been called to bring the clarion call to repentance. And it begins. And now I'm understanding with this feast. This is the time of national repentance and coming to the Lord. On this day, the shofar is repeated throughout the day. The shofar sounds up until the day of atonement. Can you imagine? The shofars continue to keep blowing, to keep blowing until the day of judgment. Can you imagine that shofar sounding for 10 straight days? My goodness, it would be like the Lord is calling us to repent. Turn to the Lord. It is the message, not of the hour. It is the message of the last days. Repentance. Turn to the Lord. Get yourself right. The king is coming. Bride, get yourself ready. This is why it's called the midnight cry. This is a call to repentance. This is reminding God's people to set their hearts to turn back to God, his word and his ways. Maybe you're you're like, how do you understand these things? I understand them because the Holy Spirit gives me understanding. He's revealing to me how this connects to revival. He told me that there's a convergence coming, a convergence of, of revival and Bible prophecy. Bible prophecy is going to be, we're going to understand it more. It's going to become more clear. It's not just about charts. It's not just about theories. It's not just about what a Bible prophecy teacher is showing us has to do with God's face and when we understand that we're not going to be confused that's why we are right in the middle of all of these things taking place and when you get this understanding well you're not going to fall away because there's going to be many who fall away because they're thinking that God is going to remove him and the Lord says after these things take place After the the birth pegs, after the times of sorrow and in in the midst of sorrow and tribulation, he's going to give us joy. My God, somebody needs to get a hold of this. Some of you have been distressed and so worried and confused about the last days. And the Lord is going to give you an understanding when you repent and you turn to him to understand his appointed times. It's all going to make sense. It's all going to make sense. So let's go to Joe chapter 2, verse 12, as it talks about this time. We're giving you an overview, a summary of the fall feasts. And if you want the in-depth teachings, the in-depth understanding, then go to the VOR.net. We have done all these programs that are available. It's under understanding the fall feasts. Joe chapter 2 is talking about the day of the Lord. This is the time when Jesus returns. It is a day of mourning. It's a day of repentance. This is why it's called Yom Kippur, the day of atonement, the day of judgment. This is when God is going to to avenge those who have persecuted his people. Joel 2.12. Now, therefore, says the Lord, turn to me with all your heart, with fasting, with me weeping and with mourning. So rend your heart, not your garments. Return to the Lord, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness. And he relents from doing harm. Who knows if he will turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him, a grain offering, a drink offering for the Lord your God. And then it says, Blow the trumpet in Zion, consecrate a fast, call a sacred assembly, gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children and nursing babes, let the bridegroom go out from his chamber and the bride from her dressing room. Let the priests who minister to the Lord weep between the porch and the altar, let them say, Spare your people, O Lord. Do not give your heritage to reproach that the nations should rule over them. Why should they say among the peoples, where is their God? This is the time of the day of the Lord. And he's saying this consecration is coming because the king is coming. The return of Messiah, the Messiah is coming. So the sound of the shofar serves as a reminder to God's people of the approach of the day of judgment. This is the 10 days of all, and then we go into which is called the Feast of Tabernacles. The Feast of Trumpets also represent the time when the Messiah is prophesied to return for his bride. It says, You got to understand that the wedding represents the future wedding, but we have to be ready. The church has to get ready. The bride is not ready, and it needs to get ready. There's a midnight cry going out. There's a midnight cry, the sound of the trumpet, the shofars are sounding. God is raising up human shofars to announce and to call the people to prepare for the end times, to prepare for the end of days, for it is upon us. The trumpets are upon the church. These things are mysteries. The trumpets are the shofars. These fall feasts point to the end of the age or what is to come. So the trumpets show up where? At the end of the Testament, Revelation, it speaks of what? Trumpets or shofars. Matthew 24 says, and when you see the Son of Man coming in the crowns with great power and great glory, at what? At the end of the tribulation. He will send forth his angels with a great trumpet, and he will gather the elect from one from the four corners of the earth to the other, with a what? A great trump. The last trumpet. First Thessalonians 4 16 says, So the Lord will descend. Let's go to that. My goodness. It says, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with the shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, with the blast of the shofar of God. I talk about this when I talk about the feast of trumpets. It's connected. To when God spoke to the children of Israel at Mount Sinai. And it said, it sounded, his voice sounded like a, a supernatural shofar. Wow. And it says, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words ha ha woo are you getting something today this is just an overview i mean we i go into in depth into the fall feast i believe that the lord wants us to understand this and i'm going to make it simple i'm not trying to complicate it here i'm going to make it simple we need to understand god has called us to not only celebrate these but also look forward to them Revelation 22:12 12 says, Behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me to render to every man according to what he has done. Many don't live in the state that his kingdom is near, but his kingdom is near. The message that Jesus preached was what? Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, for the kingdom of heaven is near. It is now. It is before us. Some believe that it's a far away or in a distant future, but it's near. It's time to awaken to the kingdom. There is a kingdom revival coming. There's an understanding of returning to the kingdom so that we can understand the last days. You see, these feasts remind us of how Bible prophecy plays a role in God's prophetic time clock. Like I told you, this is just an overview. I know I'm not going to get to all get to all of it, but let's see. Let's 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 go on. Okay, so we have the return of Christ, then we have the day of the Lord. This is the day when he comes and avenges. This is the day of his wrath. But it comes when? It comes at the last trump. He shows up, he descends. If we look at Matthew chapter 24, Matthew chapter 24, Mark 13, and Luke 21, all talk about Jesus giving the discourse on the Mount of Olives, but it's also talking about his calendar of the end times. Look what it says in Luke chapter 21, Luke chapter 21, verse 25. And there will be signs in the sun and in the moon and on the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the seas and the waves roaring. Men's hearts failing them for fear of the expectation of these things which are coming on the earth for the powers of the heaven will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in the cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to happen, look up, lift up your heads, because your redemption draws nigh. Your redemption draws near. You see, there's only two comings of the Lord. He comes the first time, fulfilling the feasts, the spring and the summer feasts. He became the Passover lamb. And he sent the Holy Spirit, then the time of Pentecost. And now we're getting ready for the Feast of Trumpets. There's a future fulfillment coming up. Like I said, this is just a quick overview. You have to listen to the programs that go into depth into more on the fall feast. When we understand the Feast of the Lord, we'll know where we are in God's calendar. We'll know where we are in the last days, and we are in the last days. It's drawing close. The end of times is drawing near. But here's the, here's what we here's the problem. God's people are not ready. We are not busy about the harvest. We are not sharing this message like we should. We are not preparing the people for the end times. Okay. So many are so confused because we don't recognize God's appointed times. So after the Day of Atonement, there was a five-day period. We're going to end with this, and it starts the Feast of Tabernacles. After the repentance and weeping and mourning, then comes a time of joy and celebration. I'm reminded of the scripture that the psalmist says in Psalms 30, For his anger is for a moment, and favor is for life. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Tabernacles is when God dwells with man. It's looking towards where there will be peace, joy, peace, and goodwill towards men. There will be joy on the earth. You can read about it in Leviticus 23, verses 33 through 44. God commands his people to rejoice and give thanks in this feast. Tabernacle reminds us that God wants us to have an attitude of rejoicing. And the joy of the Lord is your strength. You you may say, can you have joy in the midst of trials and tribulations? Oh, yes, you can. Because joy is not centered around your circumstances. It comes from within. Joy is eternal. And the joy of the Lord is your strength. They also, what? They gave thanks. A time of rejoicing and thanksgiving. Because the harvest was done. They were reaping what they sowed. My God, it's all about the harvest. And what's going to happen after the Feast of the Trumpets? They're going to wait until spring before the harvest starts again to begin to to go out for the great harvest that is why i believe that it's this coming spring this coming summer is going to be a push for the great harvest for the harvest of souls you see back then they brought a harvest of their produce of what they of the fruits and vegetables and the good of the land now we have a harvest of people Harvest of souls, harvest of people to come into the kingdom of God. These are called the cycles or seasons on God's table. It's a time of rejoicing. Like I said, the day of tabernacles. This is a time when the children of Israel build a booth, which is called a sukkah, which is the feast of tabernacles. It's a dwelling place. This sukkah was a temporary booth or a tent. That was made of natural products like wood. So You see, they had to leave their dwelling place. They had to leave their homes and build this sukkah. And they would live there for seven days. It was a reminder of God's provision in the wilderness. It is a time of when there is nothing and God will provide. He is your provider. As he did in the wilderness, he's going to provide for you. And they lived there seven days as a reminder that God provided for them in the wilderness. It's camping out, <laughs> but you leave your home and you camp there. It's a time to remember that God will supply all your needs. He will take care of you. Understand, you must go into the wilderness before you can go into the promised land. You have to endure something in order to have an abundance. Come on, I know what I'm talking about. I've been there. The Lord gave me a message that we must have joy in the hard times, and that includes the last days. We're going to thrive even in the midst of the stress because God is our provider. He is dwelling with us. My goodness, I'm going to have to bring that message on joy in the hard times. Understand, you can lose everything that is materialistic, but as long as you got Jesus, you have everything. The Feast of Tabernacles is also called the Feast of Engathering. Where we gather up the harvest. For it was the harvest of produce. And that's why the Lord was the Lord would get angry at the children of Israel, because they were not, they were not being joyful and they were not giving thanks in these times of feast. In fact, they were neglecting the feast. And that is why the Lord, his anger was kindled against them. So it was a harvest for them. It's a harvest of souls for us. Matthew 20, Matthew 28 says in verse 19 and 20, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Did Jesus keep the feast? Oh, yes, he did. John chapter six says on the last day of the great feast, Jesus cried aloud and said, if anyone is thirsty, come and drink. I will give you living waters, and out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. I don't have time to go into this, but you got to go and listen to the programs that I've done, understanding the fall feast. Okay, so the fall feasts represent of what is coming in the future. So we must be watching and praying, waiting for the day of his arrival, where the temporary and the eternal come together. This is the millennial reign. This is the time of where the Feast of Tabernacles is celebrated, then there's going to be the end. There is the first judgment, the judgment seat of Christ. And then we have the great throne judgment. There's two judgments. So that means there's going to be tabernacles at to be at this part and at the end, the millennial reign. This is the closest you're going to get to heaven before it comes. This is about a wedding celebration. Then comes the second judgment, the great white judgment. After the thousand years, then it will be heaven on earth. You see, when you understand this, you'll know what is coming in the last days. And it will give you hope and reassurance that God has set his appointed times and know when it's time for the final countdown. I pray that this has been a blessing to you. But I want to pray with you. I want to pray that the spirit of wisdom and revelation and that the spirit of prophecy is going to come upon you. So you have an understanding of the days that you're living in, that you will not be distressed and that you'll be able to hear what the Lord is saying. He is raising up his watchmen in this hour to teach, to prepare. The Holy Spirit gave me this and said, I'm calling you to be a preparation ministry for the last days to prepare my people for what is coming. Where, where there is a convergence of revival and prophecy. Wow, isn't that incredible? That is why we're doing the VOR Watchman Report, which will be our prophecy and news outlet, and we have even more things on the way. The VOR Crusades is something that we're moving towards in 2024 to see a great harvest come to the Lord. There are so many things moving, and it's all because the return of the Lord is soon. I don't know how soon. I don't know the day or the hour, but we're going to know the times and the seasons. Come on, somebody. We're going to know the seasons because we know God's appointed time. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for the word that went forth today. Father, I thank you that you're giving us a revelation and understanding of the last days through the fall feast. Father, Lord, I ask that those who are listening that. As they are taking this in, Father, Lord, that we begin to reexamine ourselves and look and see what your word says concerning the end times. Lord, Bible prophecy, the end times was never supposed to be confusion. We should not be confused. But because there's so many who interpret it according to their own way into their own theory, Lord, we are confused. Help us to return back to the understanding of your feast so we can know Where we are right now father give us joy give us peace lord help us to have Understanding and lord if there are those who are far away from you right now We call them in lord We call them in that they would give their heart to christ that they would repent of their sins and turn to the lord This is the time of repentance. This is the time of coming in. This is the time of the great harvest lord I thank you and I praise you And I'm calling those right now, prodigal sons, prodigal daughters, come home right now. It is time for us to get ourselves ready for the Lord is coming. The preparation has begun. It is time to prepare the bride of Christ for Jesus is returning. Let's get ready for it. I thank you for it. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the VOR radio broadcast. Like I said, you can go back to the VOR.net. There are several teachings programs that we go more into depth on each of the fall feasts. You will be blessed, you will be challenged, and you'll also have to rethink some things so that you can put the puzzles together. There have been some missing pieces of the puzzle. We're getting it together now as we understand God's appointed times. This is Isaac with the VOR radio show. We got more coming your way. Keep listening with I Call You Blessed radio. We're on here Thursdays at 10 a.m., 8 p.m., and Sundays at 1 p.m. I want to thank Pastor Hector Soto and this radio station for giving us this opportunity to come and share this word today. Continue to keep listening. It's a radio station that plays 24 hours, seven days a week. Music and the word. It is a joyful station. It is a revival station. It is a preparation for the times that we're living in right now. This is Isaac with the VOR radio show. Find out more. Go to thevor.net and you will find out more about this ministry. You can email me at Isaac at VOR.net. Until next time, God bless you. Bye-bye. This concludes the Voice of Revival broadcast for today. Tune in again next time and hear more biblical truths for today's generation.